Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... We need to look at who we are together as opposed to just who we are. It's like, yes, you know, our internal inner purpose, but what's our purpose as, as groups of people and individuals and friends and businesses and groups and organizations. And we're actually in this system together. I think that's the current business model thrives on the fact of just trying to pull everyone in, in, into an individual way and tell people what individually they need and what they should be buying and what they should be doing. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening to episode 430 of Impact Boom. My name is Sarah, and I'm passionate about visioning and contributing to positive, creative, regenerative, heart and soul-led initiatives that are causing real change locally and globally. Today, we're speaking with Ariana Watson. Ariana is an optimistic social entrepreneur, passionate about supporting individuals to question, explore, and act on their potential for creating social and environmental impact. With a background in international development, working with people seeking asylum, she now works at the intersection of business and social purpose, inspiring people and businesses to uncover the role they may play in empowering communities and regenerating our planet. As a co-founder of Think Enough, she's created a platform that connects people for purpose businesses and initiatives, making good choices easier, fun and rewarding. Ariana's dedication to impact extends to her board role for the South Australian Social Enterprise Council, where she actively supports and connects social enterprises. She also works freelance in the social enterprise space, coaching startups, running and facilitating workshops, showcasing impact-led businesses, and getting involved in various projects that sit at an alternative, more inclusive, and regenerative economic space. On today's podcast, we will discuss pathways to a more inclusive, regenerative economic structure, how Ariana's attitude and lived experience in working across various industries really fuels her passion to make it easier for other people to make a difference. Ariana, it's terrific to have you here with us today. I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me. This is, yeah, really big for me. So excited. Awesome. Well, we're thrilled to have you. So to start off, could you please share a little bit about your background and what it is that's led to where you are now? I guess I was born and grew up in Italy, but from English parents, which is why I'm always a bit of a confusing character nationality-wise. I studied international relations in the UK and then my background from there is in the international development space and charity space. I spent my first years out after uni in a few different African countries. I spent some time in Zambia and in Uganda working in some 
cool grassroots international development organizations and charities over there um but definitely ended up finding a bit of struggle in that model of international development and how and and watching actually how much of issues had been actually perpetuated probably by the aid just like I'm getting a bit mixed up no I look I totally know what you mean because I can connect to some of the experiences you've had like the machinery that is the aid land international land and the economies that are created around them that the people who are from those paradigms but not necessarily the people who are meant to be the beneficiaries yeah and there's a lot of good but also a lot of it's just that struggle model yeah it's complex isn't it I spent some time working in really great projects in Zambia and, and in Uganda but actually ended up realising that I had an issue with the model that we were operating under and that international development model and the aid agency model, where a lot of the people that I ended up meeting and being around were just so resourceful for themselves. But there was this heavy kind of load of what aid needs to give to other people rather than actually bringing people up and uplifting and supporting people's own abilities. It was a great experience, but then had to move on to look for some kind of model that was a little bit different and a lot had more independence from the concept of aid. I ended up moving back home to Italy and working with people from refugee backgrounds. Really loved my work because went came across so many fantastic different people from lots of different countries. Learned a lot myself because it's great to be in contact with so many different people. But again, I think ended up falling down in that hole of all of the best projects that were actually community-led and strength-based and that were about the people that were within the projects ended up all of the funding kept getting cut for those because when you're basing your model on philanthropy or on government funding, then it tends to be funneled to the government funders or the philanthropists rather than the actual people that you're working with. There's this kind of tension and frustration between the the projects that were great, that were actually the community wanted, were the ones they didn't have their autonomy to decide how to develop and how to flourish. Again, felt myself being like, ah, this isn't the right model for me. How can I find a way to actually fund that meaningful change in a way that's completely independent from the external funders and donors and things like that, which is why then I got into that. I heard about the concept of social enterprise and was like, ah, this is this cool idea of an entity that is able to create that impact and that good itself but then has the idea would be to have that independence from the donations and from the giving and so the funding comes actually internally from that organization itself very excited about the concept of social enterprise wanted to learn about the concept of social enterprise thought that going back to university and studying would drive me crazy so decided to a bit on a whim I had a, a year left on the possibility of doing a working holiday visa in Australia. So I applied for a working holiday in Australia and just decided that I was going to have, at the time I was calling it an inspirational sabbatical to come over to Australia where I was going to spend a year, not necessarily working, but just actually traveling around the country, connecting with as many businesses with a purpose as possible and as many social enterprises or any business model that was different from that kind of 
donor funded or grant funded organization so I was looking for which of those organizations that are actually making their own money and then generating positive impact I left home at the end of 2019 so arrived in Australia at the end of 2019 which is a very interesting time to be here spent very short stints of time in like Brisbane a little bit in New Zealand and then was in Melbourne in January 2020 trying to meet and starting to meet all of these different people that were creating all of these incredible different business models that were operating for good, but are also more individually funding their own activities and started collecting this list of all of these places and just getting really excited, talking to the founders, talking about their story, understanding what those models were with the idea of actually going back home to Italy to potentially implement some of those ideas myself back home with in our work then beginning of 2020 in, in Melbourne that was when COVID hit so I just say I got stuck over in Australia I was really lucky because I got locked down with a fabulous housemate who's really interested in the exact same same things that I was connected with some other wonderful people online and then realized that actually rather than stopping me meeting people and learning about all of these businesses people were actually interested in connecting and talking about their activity because everything was grinding to a halt and it was like will you have an online coffee with me can I ask you about your business I love the idea of what you do can you share a little bit more and people were just yeah excited to sit online with me and have a chat about it so there was this kind of bouncing over excitement where I was extremely excited about everyone's different business models and different ways of creating impact I just collected this big long list of all of these fascinating places that were around and that were available in Melbourne and around Australia. And I had this bizarre situation where people in Melbourne would start to ask me, where should I go for coffee with a purpose? Where should I buy gifts for my friend? And I'm like, I've only been in Melbourne for three or four months. Like, why are you asking me? But it was that concept of like having specifically gone to look for the things with a purpose. I ended up then, I always say by mistake, together with my housemate at the time and two other wonderful women that I met throughout the pandemic, we started putting together this platform which is think enough which was then the, the reason why I was able to stay which started off with a bit of a list of all of these full-purpose businesses that people could go and spend time in and spend at and also do good at the same time that kind of shuffled into a now we've mistakenly started a startup a business and it's rolling into something a bit different and that kind of changed my trajectory of I was only coming to Australia for a year to learn to like actually there's a lot more here at the moment that's really interesting and that I can create a bit of value with so I was able to then stay along and spend more time here and get more involved in the social enterprise sector. Yeah terrific and as you mentioned co-founding Think Enough so for people who haven't heard of Think Enough could you tell us about your organization and a bit about the impact it's generating? Think Enough is the way to describe it is we're a, a platform that connects individuals with for-purpose businesses and initiatives. It highlights solutions to environmental and human problems. It promotes transparency and questions business models, and it makes the good choices easier, fun, and rewarding. That's kind of the feel of it, but actually, so in practice, what we were is we started off as this directory and Instagram account of purposeful businesses that give you a product or a service that you need or you want, like a coffee or a restaurant or a fashion store or a gift, but that has social environmental impact. So you're able to actually shop and do what you want in accordance to your values. Starting with a directory and an Instagram account, we then actually 
shifted a little bit more into the community builder role. And our, our impact now, I guess, is bringing people together, like people with purpose together, trying to help them see those solutions and trying to have, gain a bit more hope for what the world that cares could be. So we do that through like meetups. We have meetups. We do trails and tours of different places. We give people the excuse to go to that cafe that they wanted to visit, but they hadn't had anyone to go to. We'll all go together, have those deeper conversations. We've done impact challenges, making things a bit more fun and quirky. And yeah, done mapped out some different road trips, so a little bit like campaigns on what different businesses there are in different areas that you can visit. And then I probably become a bit of an on-call person for the, can you find me a this that has positive impact? Can you find me a that has positive impact? It's a bit of a mixture of ways in which we try and connect people with the good option for what they're looking for. Mm, Terrific. And as you mentioned earlier, you've worked in all of these various capacities in the social enterprise space and now as a founder and you also do some coaching and education and in your board role with the South Australian Social Enterprise Council. What are some of your key learnings and how can people create effective, inclusive, regenerative economies? Big question. I know. Really just big, big question. That's wonderful. <laughs> we can do it in chunks. I think. Yeah, we can do it in chunks. I think that's good because it's chunks. Because there's some, I think, key big things that I'm learning about and where I'm sitting and the things that yeah. the places where I'm sitting in is. I think one of the biggest things is that we need to remind us, like, the way to create this kind of system and then move more towards this economy that cares that's more regenerative that's more inclusive Mm. is the fact that we need to remind ourselves that it's the system that's broken and it's not the people I think we need to get people to believe in people again before we even are able to actually change the system there's a lot of loss of hope and the assumption that people are inherently selfish because of the, the current system that we're living in that's the key to the capitalist system but Where is the actual proof of that? Let's remind us of actually how much people do care and how much people do. I think that's where I've seen within all of the different kind of projects and roles that I've been involved with is I want to make sure that people can see that there is another option. It's because if you see it or you experience it, then you start believing it. And then, you don't actually, we want to restore that hope and show there is a difference. And that's slow the frustrating thing that it's slow there's not an easy quick fix to that like that concept of regenerative it is those small little changes that you observe and you see how that then slowly changes you learn from that and it changes the system so Mm. it's like this idea that we can even just like a quick tech fix to everything is we just need to remind us that it's okay to just sit there and make all of those little changes to build up that momentum absolutely um, to change yeah so yes yeah, so I guess the yeah the first bit in that or the first thing that comes to mind is that concept of I think we need to get people to see and then to believe and then to make those small seemingly unimportant changes and acts that actually do change your inner framework mm. and then I think another thing is we need to cultivate care it's like that concept of caring again it's like how do we there's a real need to cultivate that care and internal sense of purpose. We need to look for that sense of purpose. It's like, how can we help bring that out of people or point it out when you see it happening? I think that's a where we spend a lot of time in the social enterprise world. It's who are those businesses that are actually intentionally creating something for a social environmental purpose? It's that intention 
and that intentionally purposeful I think that's an easy way or the easier way to spot like greenwashing it's what's the intention behind the business that you're creating as opposed to like are you trying to retrofit your existing business to the purpose side because it's fashionable because millennials want more purpose sense of purpose now so it's kind of like that understand and try to uncover that in a sense of purpose and cultivate that and then I guess that's that then goes full circle in that trying to get people to believe in people again and then I say people because I think another big thing is that we're in a current kind of like more extractive and capitalist economy we're so obsessed with the individual we need to move to like looking at the collective a lot more we need to look at who we are together as opposed to just who we are it's like yes you know our internal inner purpose but what's our purpose as as groups of people and individuals and friends and businesses and groups and organizations and we're actually in this system together I think that's the current business model thrives on the fact of just trying to pull everyone in, in, into an individual way and tell people what individually they need and what they should be buying and what they should be doing. But if we can spend more time focusing on that, sharing on that, collaborating on the community, you know, that's the concept of like building community. It's how can we see each other and see how each other act in a purposeful way. And therefore it then entices us to believe that's happening and want to yeah. act in that way yeah. as well. So that makes sense. It keeps going full circle in that. Um, yeah, it's all interconnected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. And what are some, and I know you've probably got a million, so I should probably say what are the, some of the inspiring projects you've heard of this week? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I, or recently. It, what have you heard about yeah. recently that's really taken your fancy or you've found really intriguing? That was definitely the thing is like when I'm like, oh, yeah, on Impact Boot, they always ask about that, which is the inspiring project. And people ask me, which is my favorite all the time of all of those businesses and people that I've spoken to. And I think that because the trick there is what I love is the fact that there are so many of them and they cover loads of different angles. So watch looking at that kind of economy of all of those businesses together is just absolutely beautiful. And then it's down to like what model people prefer. But I guess, yeah, to say recently, because I'm actually currently in, I guess this is like the most recent place that I visited was like absolutely fabulous here in, I know it's not in Australia, but I'm currently on holiday in Italy. So I um, went with my family to visit a permaculture farm called Las Gorsheza in the Chianti region. So our Tuscan wine region, which was absolutely fascinating because this guy has created a permaculture farm literally on a slope on a hill where you would look at that hill like especially the bottom part that's like not the cultivated part and just be like there is no way anything is going to grow on that land it is so rocky so dry it's just that kind of earth that's had everything taken out of it there's nothing there I spent the last few years literally sitting he's a got this eclectic mix of historian but also kind of scientist so he's studied the history of that land spent a lot of time understanding what happened there before like the actual history of it and the composition of it to actually then start working with the land to regenerate it and he's selling produce from his farm now in this area they don't grow anything apart from grapes in in that area he's selling tomatoes he's got lettuce coming up he's got all of these various different forms of greens and like even native greens which I'm like not really used to like talking about Italian native produce like he's got this like 
cherry stone, which like rounded up tastes like vanilla, like the actual vanilla from Chianti. Oh. And it's just like, he was fascinating. His kind of concept was like, I'm doing this and like, I'm showing you the proof that you can actually do things, even though people don't believe that you can do things. So it's such a beautiful example of just like, you just look at that and you're like, you shouldn't be able to do that, but you're doing it. Like just by caring for that land, you're bringing it all back. Looking at those kind of things really gives me hope. It's just, yeah. you, know, you see it, it's like, wow, that's his thing. And that's what he's doing in his way. But think yeah. about all of those people that are doing all of those things and bringing things back and regenerating again. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's the regenerative theme. And he's really embodied that quite literally. It's fantastic. Yeah. And to finish off, what are some books or resources that you would recommend to our listeners, Ariana? For the last few months, I think I've been hopping around telling everyone to read Stolen Focus. You heard of Stolen Focus? It is absolutely fascinating. It's not a book about for purpose or for purpose business or social enterprise. The premise is essentially how currently in a modern society, humans have lost the ability to focus you know we're on our phones we've lost the ability to read a whole book we've lost the ability to mind wander to play all of this kind of stuff he actually says this is not a self-help book to help you build your habits to know how you can put your phone down or you should be more productive and you should concentrate it's actually showing you how the reason your focus has actually been stolen and the reason why that is it's down to the business model because actually yeah. there were, you can't expect to be putting your phone down when there are all of these behavioral scientists behind the other end that have actually studying how to keep you onto that. And I think that's been the really good book for me to go through and understand because it's that showing how if we're able to understand the system that people are using to actually draw our attention, to steal our focus, to make us more individualistic, to let us mind wander and be less creative and stuff, they're doing that because it feeds a specific business model. If we can flip the business model and change that, all of that could actually break away and the difficulties that are coming from that could actually break away. So yeah, absolutely fascinating book, which I keep suggesting to everyone. And then just as a resource, I think, maybe even because I was talking about the the permaculture farm and things and this kind of sense of hope. Biggest Little Farm is a great documentary about a permaculture farm and what a family has done to live in like in symbiosis with the land and watch and, and regenerate the land. And if I can say another one as well is Damon Gamow's 2040 and Regenerating Australia, both of those documentaries, are some of those things that we want to instill a bit of hope of what humans do already do, are doing and could do. Terrific. Ariana, thank you so much. It's been wonderful having you on and I really appreciate your time and your generous insights. Thank you. Thank you. This has been so exciting to just be here and I absolutely love what Impact Moon does. It's that concept of showing all of of what's happening as well. It's, It's a big privilege to be here. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.